0: hello listeners my name is joey fredek and i will be your host this lovely evening now for anyone that is confused this is not a regular episode this week our two podcasts will become one this is a crossover episode between the Nightmare Notes and Rewind and Reload. So, to catch everyone up to speed, I am on the Nightmare Notes, and I am accompanied by Carly. Hello. And John. Hey there. Uh, but we also share John with the guys at Rewind and Lo- Reload, which are Quentin. Y'all And Tim.
1: What's up, gamers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so uh, we're all good friends, and thought it would be fun to do a crossover. Um, But we needed uh, an actual excuse to do so. Uh, The Nightmare Notes is all about creepy stories of anything that are real or imagined. Whereas Rewind and Reload is about pop culture and nerdy shit. (coughs) So uh, now those two things do cross over sometimes. uh, But instead of telling five stories and five people screaming over each other, I thought, why don't we play a game? So I came up with the idea of a murder mystery style game where I will be the narrator and John, Carly, Quentin and Tim We'll be detectives trying to solve my murder story. Uh, so now that you're all caught up, uh, welcome to what I'm calling Rewind the Nightmare, colon, Joey's Game Night. So I like it. Yeah. So uh, I tried like so many times to figure out how I'm going to mash up Rewind and Reload, and I was like, uh, Reload the Nightmares? no uh reload the notes no that doesn't work but um, anyway <laughs> so uh before we start why don't we do short introductions and tell us about each other and then also describe the detective you guys are going to be playing and then after that i'll tell what the rules are and so for anybody who's trying to solve at home so as always ladies first uh carly how about you go first
2: I'm surprised you actually put me first, because uh, usually when you do ladies first, it's John it's, first. It's John, yeah. oh, I, okay.
0: I thought this time I'll be a true gentleman and actually let the lady go first.
2: All right. Um, so I'm Carly. I co-host with The Nightmare Notes. Um, and today my detective is Fiona Mertens, and she's kind of based off of um, Deb Morgan, if you've seen Dexter, which, shout out to Cece our tattoo artist for putting it on for me so i could watch it while i was getting tattooed yesterday um but so basically she was uh undercover for a while working with a lot of sex workers and got worked her way up to homicide and be a detective and uh she plays by the book a lot though so yeah
0: awesome awesome can't wait to see how that goes uh tim how about you uh
1: I just, you know, do podcasts, and then I'm going to be playing Doug Fibonacci. He's uh, originally from Minnesota, but he moved down to Miami, so he could, uh, you know, just some warmer climates, you know, just uh, (laughs) there's not a lot going on in Minnesota, and he thought it'd be a lot more exciting of an environment to be down here in Miami. Hmm. He's
0: excited for all the rum. He's excited for all that rum.
1: He's excited for uh, a different kind of
0: snow this time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay that's great uh let's go on head over to john uh john how about you
3: all right um i don't know if i really have to introduce myself since i am on both
0: Uh, yeah you are on both podcasts
3: yeah so everyone's probably already annoyed with me enough so anyways uh today i'm gonna be playing jack gold he was a detective gone pi in chicago uh he turned into a pi after he got Wrongly accused for stealing a kilo of coke and shooting and killing his partner. Uh, He then moved to the Vice City to, with a new name, new info, and try to run from his past that's always around the corner. Uh, Luckily, the force picked him up, and uh, with his past experience, he was able to work his way up to detective in no time. But he's always hiding some dark secrets behind his smile.
0: (laughs) Exciting. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's go ahead and. check out Quinn. Quinn, what do you got?
3: Um
4: I'm I'm Quinn. Uh, mm-hmm. You might know me as Q if uh, you follow me on the internet anywhere cuz it's my name. Uh so for today my detective's name is Billy Boofenstein. He became a detective because he wanted access to the uh the cocaine that was seized in uh arrests. Uh, he's addicted to cocaine.
0: Oh, I couldn't uh, tell by the trying to seize, get the cocaine seized from arrests. Basically, you could also call him the snowman. Okay, awesome. Uh, all right, so it sounds like we got a great group of guys that shoot straight and follow the rules. Um, <laughs> I, I, there is one I, person that does that in this. Yeah, there's one person of the four that I feel like is going to uh steer you guys in the right direction fingers crossed <laughs> um, but we shall see i am joey I a co-host on the nightmare notes and i will be the narrator for today's game um basically i'm going to be playing i'm going to be describing the game to the guys and lady carly and i will also be every character that they are not um, so for the rules of the game for anybody playing at home that might be confused by how this is going to happen john and carly are two detectives from the same department and Quentin Tim are two detectives from another department. And they are in, um, they are playing this game, obviously to try to solve this murder mystery, but in the true fashion of a murder mystery that is based in 1981, like this one is, they are also trying to solve it from themselves or they will can decide to try to solve it together. That is up to them. But since I based this game in 1981, a lot of murders and stuff went unsolved because departments refused to talk to each other. So that's why I came up with this idea that they're kind of rivals working on the same team. So as the story goes on, they can decide that two of them don't want to work with the other two and give them false information because they want to try to solve it first. Or they can work together as a group and actually solve the murder together. It is always up to them. I am just here telling the story that is happening and moving it along. Um, And for anybody who's confused by the fact that John and Carly or Quentin and Tim might not know something, it is because we are all in different locations. So that provided me with the perfect opportunity for a fun little mechanic where when Quentin and Tim or when John and Carly separately interview a suspect, The opposite team has to mute and deafen their mics so they can't hear what is happening uh, in the interrogation. Lucky enough for everybody at home, they will hear all the interrogations, so they will be able to hear uh, what each suspect said. And then they'll be able to tell if Quentin and Tim or if John and Carly are lying to the opposite team. um, And also be able to scream at no one because either they missed something or... They are just not great detectives, but we will see. I have no idea if they are going to be good detectives or bad detectives. And for those who may be wondering why John isn't doing this narration part, um, because it would make most sense, me and Carly on one team, Quinn and Tim on the other, since John is the bridge that brings us together. uh, John is not creative, so he was not... (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. John's fired. He's not wrong. He had no opportunity to create this, and I had no faith in the fact that he'd be able to put it together, so I went ahead and took over for him. <clears throat> Sorry, John. I'm done. Right the I'm line? out. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, typical if...
1: Chicagoan. <laughs> out before the game hey, even starts. Hey, just like mm-hmm. the Bears. When,
0: when times get tough, I just give up. That's <laughs> what I've heard. Um, so, <laughs> Do you guys have any questions before we start? Yeah,
4: why did you have to set this in the Reagan era?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it made most sense for me. I don't know, because I thought the 70s is too easy and the 80s in Miami would probably be more fun. And I didn't want to make it more popular and recent because then you guys would just send everything to DNA tests and use your cell phones to talk to each other. And that is no fun. Fair enough. Any other questions, team?
3: I just want to point out that I played COD this week, and I know Joey hates when I say that. So,
0: okay, so we go ahead and cross that off on that. <laughs> episode number six. <laughs> Literally mentions it every episode. So,
3: yeah, us
1: Thank too, you. bud.
0: Yeah, thanks for checking that off.
1: I'm the only one on the other podcast that doesn't
0: play COD. So, yeah. <laughs> well, John's the only one on our podcast that does play, and he somehow shoehorns it into every single topic. So, I'm Glad secretly,
3: I'm secretly uh, just
0: promoting it
2: and getting paid okay. by them.
0: Are you, yeah, did you get a secret sponsor behind our back and you're skimming out on the money or what?
2: Fucking wish. I ain't gonna
0: tell you guys. Alrighty, um, so if there are no further questions or uh, topics to shoehorn in, let's head right into it. So this is the intro to the game, to what I'm calling my murder mystery. The year is 1981. And the busy streets of Miami are accompanied by nightclubs, beach lovers, and tons and tons of cocaine. Miami is no stranger to crime, but these four detectives are put to, put on a task force to try and solve a case that is stretched over two districts. Detective Doug Fibiacci <laughs> and Detective Billy Buffenstein are two detectives that cover the <laughs> Miami beach, while Detective Jack Gold and Detective Fiona Mertens – did I say that right, Mertens? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. Cover yeah, the could. uh the mainland streets. The commissioner put them on the case to solve this crisis and hopes to stop whatever is holding Miami in a chokehold. Will they work together and solve this or will the, will greed stop them from finding the truth? Well, let's find out. So, as you guys are now starting the game, everybody get in character and we will all stay in character. And remember notes. And also for anybody who's trying to play at home, I forgot to mention, um, there is gonna. This is all. None of this is based off of a true crime. This is all a story that I made up. A lot of uh, made up characters, made up murders, uh, all made up. Except there is some characters in this that are people in real life. So if you are trying to play at home, trying to solve it before the end, um, don't let that influence you. Um, It sounds confusing, but I think. Once you guys hear the people or peoples that are referenced, you'll understand what I'm saying. All right, let's uh, jump into it. So you guys are all sitting down in a briefing room. There's six tables in front of each of you. You guys can sit however you so please, but there is a man who steps in front of you. He starts to speak. Hello, my name's Police Chief Lloyd Brock. You can call me Chief Brock. You guys all have... Been assigned to this task force to try and solve these murders. We have currently two murders that span over these two districts. The first murder, Eric Fowler. He was a white man, six foot one, found in Miami Beach, on the beach at the end of Fourth Street. His body has been mutilated, genitals severed, and are currently missing. The cause of death is currently unknown. The second murder, his name's Tommy Ballard, he was a black man. Five foot nine, found at David T. Kennedy Park. He has a similar case. Found on the beach, badly beaten. Genitals were cut, nowhere to be found. There's no word back on the cause of death. He has an ex wife. She's coming in to give us a statement about who he knows and who might be our top suspects. Now, before we get out there, some stuff I want to debrief you guys on. The press did get a hold of this information. They're calling. They're they're connecting the dots on the two cases just like we have. They're calling this the Miami Reaper. Miami is in a panic right now, so we really need to solve these murders. Now we did call FBI, and they are coming, sending a profiler down to try to help us out. But they are uh, currently working on the East Area Rapist case out in California, and uh, don't have an exact ETA when they're gonna be able to come out yet. So let you uh you four detectives talk amongst each other introduce each other uh you know the commissioner sent you all four down here so they think you you four are the best detectives in the area and that you should be able to solve this case now i understand you guys are from different departments and that might cause a bit of a rivalry but i want uh i want everyone to work together play nice so uh i'm gonna go ahead and lay the uh, case files on your desks and you guys will Introduce each other and go ahead and and mingle and go over the cases together. And the police chief walks out of the room, and you guys are all four left to each other. Care to talk about whatever you guys like to talk about? Introduce yourselves. Go on.
1: So, uh, did I see that Viking games last night? (laughs) I mean, yes, I do. (laughs)
2: I'm
3: more of a Bears fan, but. Maybe I should focus on murders. So, they Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm focused on the murder of the
3: Vikings to the Bears last night. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I think there's some bad ref calls there.
1: Oh, so, typical Chicagoan.
2: So, we have two men dead on the beaches in Miami.
4: I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and say cause of death, uh... Bleeding Genital from, Bleeding out from having their nuts ripped off. Um, I feel like that's a pretty safe bet.
0: Alright, as you guys go ahead and mingle amongst each other, clearly making very important talk. Um <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and uh head out to your to your desks after you guys have obviously not very well mingled. So uh <laughs> you kinda awkwardly depart back to your desks and there are two case files on each of your desks describing the murders. As you go over the case files, they pretty much state what the what the chief said. Uh both were badly beaten, uh genitals had been removed. Unknown cause of death. Both found on the beach. One on uh, on Miami Beach on at the end of Fourth Street. The other uh, on the mainland at, at David T. Kennedy Park. Uh, also on the beach, though. And uh, they don't have a cause of death. Like I said, it's it's still up in the air. The uh, Tommy Ballard, the black man who was found at David T. Kennedy Park, who has an ex-wife who's been who is coming in to give a statement in Uh, cooperate with you guys and there is a another suspect that they have um joe bush he is a friend of eric fowler's and he agreed to come in and give a a um a statement and kind of try to help solve the case so you guys can decide if you guys want to interview them all together or if you guys want to split up save time interview each suspect and come back
3: what do you guys think? Like, spearhead this? Do this thing together? Or do you guys want to go and do your well, own I think thing? it would
1: just, uh, you know, uh, we, we're in two teams, so it just seems like we would save time by uh, splitting up. But if you guys want to stay together, that's up to you.
4: <laughs> uh, I think we should split up. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like we're going to have to ask different questions to different people, considering they're connected to different people.
5: Well, oh I mean, we... yeah, we could.
1: Uh... Oh, sorry.
2: So, no, my bad. Uh, <laughs> but would we uh, get back together to discuss?
4: Oh, I mean, after our findings. Or... Afterwards, yeah, of course. Sure.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm game with splitting up.
4: Yeah, that's
3: fine. Who do you guys want to take?
4: Uh, give me the Boosh man.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, we're gonna say Joe Boosh.
3: All right, we'll take the ex-wife. Yep.
0: All right, as you say that, um, Joe Bush walks in and the police chief escorts him back and it says this is Joe Bush. He He's a friend of Eric Fowler's that is willing to work with the, the police here. And uh, you guys can go ahead and take him back to one of the interrogation rooms and give him a, a fair interview.
5: Okay. <laughs>
0: All right. So Joe Bush walks to the back and um, Quentin and Tim, you guys had an interrogation room, John and Carly. Go ahead and oh, they already did it. Sweet. Um, so how this is going to work? You guys all sit down, and you look across the desk. You see Joe Bush is roughly six foot tall, brown hair, and he sits sits down. Looks kind of nervous. Uh, not too incredibly nervous. He's just a little uh, he a little on edge, I suppose. He asks if it's okay if he lights a cigarette.
5: Oh Absolutely. yeah, go ahead.
0: All right, so he lights up a cigarette and he kind of leans back in his chair and exhales and says, uh, "All right, well, what do you guys want to know?
4: So, what was your uh, what was your connection to Eric? Uh,
0: you know, me and Eric are close friends. We uh, we we kind of grew up together. You know, we went way back. Um, you know, high school. We've stayed in contact ever since. We, you know, just regular good friends.
4: Okay, uh, do you know anybody?" That was not a fan of Eric. You
0: know, I don't. Yeah, Eric wasn't the nicest guy in the world. I wouldn't say he was really like well liked, but I I can't think of anybody who'd hate him. You know, uh, he's he he's just a, he was an honest guy. You know, kind of secretive at times, but I I didn't see or hear anything out of the ordinary. He didn't really explain anything that was uh to seem of concern. the Last time I saw him.
1: So uh, when's the last time you saw Eric?
0: Um, yeah, I saw him about uh, a week ago. Uh, we saw we met up at his apartment to hang out and just kind of watch a football game, you know, smoke some cigars, you know, guy stuff. And uh, I, I left around midnight. He said he was going to be turning in, but um, you know, there was one thing I did notice he uh, he he had a bag that was packed by the door, but I didn't really ask him about it. i didn't really think anything of it but like now that i think about it and, you know hindsight it, I, I probably should have asked him
1: so uh was uh was your friend eric into drugs
0: I, d- I don't i don't think so you know maybe we smoked pot twice in our lives but like cocaine you know, uh, no, no no coke no, no no cocaine not not that i know of that squares least... <laughs> uh, he said he says uh you know at least the eric i know my, my good friend uh I would bet my life on the fact that he didn't do cocaine. Uh, I've never seen him, seen him do any hard drugs. You know, he, he smoked like a chimney. You know, and, but other than that, uh, I, I've never seen anything out of the ordinary.
5: Okay, okay.
0: You know, he says, uh, "You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is going to help you guys at all. I don't have any big insight or anything, but um, you know, if uh, I'm obviously willing to, to cooperate with the police. So just." If, if there's anything you need I'm um, um, around town
1: uh, i i think i might have a few more questions
0: for you there no go ahead yeah, uh, yeah, no go ahead and ask away
1: um did eric have any like you know girlfriends anything like that around town
0: you no know, you know, eric was single he he um, one thing i did i will say about eric is that he he couldn't keep a girlfriend very long for some reason you know like he he was always I always kind of chalked it up as being uh, like a ladies' man, uh, like when we were in high school or college. But like now, um, I I just I haven't really uh, haven't really seen him date any girl longer than a couple weeks.
1: All right, all right. Um, So uh, did he go down to Miami Beach a lot?
0: Uh, You know, Eric would hated the beach. Oddly enough, yeah, I know it's it's weird because we live in Miami, but like he he rarely ever. He rarely ever hit Miami Beach He always said that that place is just Full of people that either love the beach Or love nightclubs and that really Wasn't his scene he preferred to stay inland And kind of hang Hang around he he liked going to the mall A lot he would talk about going to the mall Pretty often but you know Other than that I I don't really know
5: Okay um
1: Yeah I don't think I have any more questions for you Unless my partner here does Uh
0: no i think uh i think we got everything we need out of you
1: but uh okay. stay in town
0: yeah, yeah I, i'll definitely will you know I, I gave uh i gave the police chief my address so if there's anything you guys ever need don't be afraid to come by Uh i am I'm really want to help you guys solve this you know eric was a really good friend of mine and uh i'm really upset to see him go
1: yeah we we'll, uh we're gonna do our best to find out whoever did this and uh
0: put him away so uh
1: you know, you'll sleep better at night, I hope, knowing that.
0: I, I really appreciate it, Detectives. It's what we're, it's what we're here for. Alright, as he stands up, uh, he stands up and exits out, and you guys go ahead and head back to your desks and fill out whatever paperwork you need to fill out. Um, as they sit down at their desks, um, the ex-wife... Of, um, sorry, it's a long list. Of Tommy Ballard walks in, and uh, asks as for the detectives that are are going to be taking her statement. She seems she seems distraught. John and Carly <laughs> come this way.
2: Oh, okay. Um,
0: how are
3: you doing, uh, Mrs. Ballard?
0: Um, she sits down. Um, her name is Jo uh, Joy Owens, and as you you guys know, she's Tommy Ballard's ex-wife. Uh, she sits down. She seems very distraught, like not. She just seems flustered, and like this was not what she wanted to do today. You know, um, she says, "You know, I'm I've 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 had better days."
2: I'm really sorry for the circumstances that you had to come in, but um is it okay if we ask you a few questions about your your late ex-husband?
0: She says of course, let's just uh let's just go ahead and get this over with.
2: Okay, could you just tell us a little bit about what kind of a person Tommy was?
0: You know, Tommy was not a good man. He I we we separated for a very specific reason you know i i, I it's not going to be any folders you guys fi- have on him because um we didn't press any charges but i i i caught him assaulting my daughter uh our daughter and uh we agreed to not press charges in exchange that i get the house and that um he cannot have any contact with our children
3: sorry and how can. long ago
0: is this uh this was f- 4 years ago 5 years ago
3: and have you heard from him since uh This, this happened?
0: I have ran into him twice after that. Um, he, once I saw him, um, at the mall and we made eye contact. He waved and I took my children and I turned and I walked away. And the second time I saw him, he was with, uh, something that seems to be a very young girl at a gas station. And he did not see me, and I, I did not want to talk to him, and I never wanted to see him again.
3: Did, uh. So you didn't recognize the young woman that he was with?
0: No, I, I, I haven't seen her, but I will say she seemed very young. Okay.
3: Um, could you give us a little bit of details about her? If we could. She, maybe narrow down the search for her. We would um, like to ask her some questions as well. She
0: she was maybe uh, five foot six, if I had to guess. I, I I didn't get to check her out too long. She had um long brown hair, uh bangs in the front. Um she seemed if I had to guess at the oldest, maybe 18, eighteen, seventeen. Um she was um the one thing I did see, she was smoking uh, Marlboro's, but other than that, I, I I just stuck around for maybe 30 seconds. Once I saw them, I, I got in my car and I went to a different gas station because I want no contact with my ex-husband.
2: Okay. What did he do for his career?
0: He um, he was a uh, a traveling salesman.
2: Um, do you happen to, like, does he know where you live or did he know where you lived at the time?
0: He knew where, he knows where I live. I got the house in the agreement. And, but as I stated, we, I had a, I had a restraining order put on him. Um, well, I had a restraining order originally put on him that got dropped in the agreement that I would get the house and that there was no contact with the kids. And with the understanding that if there, if he were ever to break this agreement, then um he could go to he could face charges and I I am thankful of one thing is that man stayed away from me.
3: And uh what did he sell?
0: Yeah, uh, he was a door to door um book salesman.
3: What kind of books? Like uh are we talking regular books, erotic books, I mean It was it was uh encyclopedia. Kitchen books encyclopedia.
2: And are you two from this area originally?
0: I am from this area. Yes, he is not. He he came down from uh, Georgia.
2: Does he have any family in this area?
0: No, he does not.
3: Do you know um, any? Of, do you know if he has any friends or anything in this
0: area? Um, you know, I I did not know of any friends. He kind of hung around some of the bars in Miami Beach, uh, but I I I've never. As long as we were married, he, he never uh, talked about friends. He would just say he's going to meet uh, a, a, a guy. I assume he was cheating on me, and that's why I never, never went ahead and pressed on him. But he never brought anyone around me.
2: Okay. So, So, um, I hate to ask this question, but do you know if he was ever involved um, or, or hired sex workers?
0: I I I don't know for sure, but if I had to guess, I would say he seems like the type of man that would do that.
2: So overall, just not a good character.
0: He he was a very very cruel man, and the day I I parted ways with him was the best day of my life.
3: And uh, to to kind of come back um, to the family thing, it, I know you said that he was from Georgia. Do you know if any of his family has recently relocated to this area?
0: Not that I know of. Uh, Like I said, in the last four, I'd say four years, I got lucky and I never had to have any contact with him. Um, I have not, he told me that he had no siblings and that his parents were um, in retirement homes by the time we um, um, uh, separated. So I, I don't see them coming this way. I don't know about extended family as far as cousins or anything like that.
2: And just real quick, back to his career, it has me thinking, how long of a time would he be gone while he's he was working?
0: You know, that, that's something that I would had a hard time with when we first uh, were married because he would be, sometimes he'd be just gone for the day. Sometimes he would be gone for three days, but he would always come home.
2: Was his income good
0: uh he it kind of fluctuated because um that's why he told me he would be gone for so long because he would joke and say that he sold all the encyclopedias to everybody in the area so he had to he had to span out further and farther and um he that's why he his his trips would take longer and longer he would um he wouldn't uh bring home great money some days and then other days he would bring home uh decent money you know
2: were you ever suspicious like if he was actually selling encyclopedias or or up to something uh, else
0: i don't i never saw anything suspicious the only suspicion i ever had was based on his like loyalty to our marriage Uh, like i never saw any criminal activity going on uh, until he i caught him assaulting uh, our daughter and that's when that was the last thing I ever needed to see. But as far as like, what I'm assuming you're asking is if he sold drugs or did anything of that nature, um, or
2: firearms, I, sure.
0: far, yeah. I I never saw anything. Um, I know for sure he didn't carry a gun because um, he was scared of guns. But uh, I I've never seen any drugs or, or had any suspicions of that level. Did okay. can I can I ask you guys a question? Do, Do you think that's, that was the cause of this? Do you think he was, he was on drugs or doing drugs?
3: We don't know yet. We can't uh, let out any of that information. Uh, We're just trying to cover our bases ahead of time. Um, But I do have, I have two more questions. I don't know if my partner does. Uh, I want to know about the severity of uh, your daughter. Uh, Was this, was he just beating her? Was he sexually assaulting her? raping her yeah, he, i
0: mean he was he was sexually assaulting her when i caught him and she she said that he would do it uh, she had he had done it a few times before that
2: did he ever assault anybody else
0: uh, I, don't, I don't know like i said okay. when I, when uh, i i met him or when i caught him doing that the one time I, I i threw him out and then i got a lawyer and we only spoke through lawyers after that
2: and you are legally divorced yes legally okay. no,
3: no outstanding uh, life insurance policies or anything between the two of you
0: no I, I when we got divorced i i took the house um and for like i explained he he got no charges but all of our ties beyond that um are we're all separate, separate. yeah he, he took the car so i had to get my own car and we had we have different finances and we are not connected anyway since that
3: i just have one more question for you uh miss owens
0: Are you happy to find out he's dead? Yeah, it's 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 hard because I don't want to seem suspicious but I I am happy that a monster like that is no longer on this earth.
2: We really thank you for your honesty and uh, for coming in during this hard time so uh, you're free to leave.
0: Thank you. And she walks out and uh, you guys go ahead and head back to your desks and um you are waiting. We are waiting on Quentin. Waiting on Quentin. Um, I'm assuming he steps away from his desk. There we go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as you guys walk back to your desk, you sit down and you see um, uh, detectives, uh, Fibonacci. Fibonacci and uh buffenstein uh hunched over at their desks and they're uh, filling out paperwork for their um interviews. Go ahead and do as you wish.
2: How'd your guys' interview go?
4: uh we didn't really get anything from uh from Joe Bush except uh except we know him and Eric are a bunch of fucking squares
5: <laughs> bunch of
3: fucking squares hey.
4: Oh, yeah. So,
2: uh, no habits for the nose candy like you guys, or?
4: Nothing like that, no. They,
1: uh... I don't know c- what you mean by that. Seem
4: to be some cigar smokers.
3: Cigar smokers, gotcha, gotcha. Um, were they just friends, or more than friends, or?
1: No, oh, they said they'd known each other since high school, so I assume they're close friends. He said close friends, I believe.
4: Yeah, just close friends. From all we can uh,
3: discover. Did you find out why he was in the area? Did he come? Yeah. You know, why he got here so quick?
1: No. He's assumed he lived next door.
3: Oh, I mean.
2: He lived next door?
5: They didn't well, maybe. Oh. <laughs>
2: But why exactly Never is heard. this Joe Bush, Boosh, a suspect?
1: He's a close friend of the, sus- or the no, murdered. But uh, I don't think it's him, considering the whole genital mutilation thing.
2: Why is that? Just he doesn't seem like the type.
1: seemed seemed too nervous. Didn't. Uh,
3: Do you have um... any medical background?
1: Didn't think to ask. <laughs> asking a lot of pointed questions like you guys know something we
3: don't. We uh, interviewed <laughs> someone totally different, bro.
1: Yeah, we just interviewed what seemed like a college burnout.
3: Okay, okay, that's fair.
1: I didn't really ask him what he did, so, uh. <laughs> I kind of regret that
5: in retrospect. <laughs>
0: As the narrator I'm enjoying this.
1: But apparently we've got his address, so we can go and ask him whenever we want. I told him not to leave town so we can't.
3: Oh good. <laughs> good.
2: Um, but he's so good.
3: Um, um You have a lot of faith in this guy. I don't
1: know. People <laughs> have a lot of faith in him. We can talk we can talk to people and put a bolo out on him or something. I don't know. Make we, sure he doesn't we put a tail on him. Make sure he doesn't leave down.
3: We'll see if we can get any more suspects and we can circle back to him if nothing else comes up dry.
2: Um,
1: So what'd you learn about the ex-wife?
3: Quite a bit, actually. Um,
2: he was a pretty shitty dude.
3: Yeah, he was a pretty shitty guy.
2: Tommy Ballard, uh, that Tommy is. Tommy Ballard.
3: He uh, assaulted his daughter about five years ago. Um, the, sexu- he, the wife caught him sexually assaulting her. The daughter said that... Uh, He had done it multiple times before. They divorced and completely separated on the basis that he could they wouldn't press charges if he completely left them alone and they got all the uh, property.
2: And uh, the ex-wife said she saw him with a really young girl, uh, about eighteen or seventeen years old, uh, five six, long brown hair, bangs, and she was smoking Marlboros. Uh,
3: The Tommy Ballard he worked as a salesman selling dictionaries. He'd be gone for a day, three days. I don't know if I believe about that, but um, he's also from Georgia, and he'd also frequent the bars around Miami Beach quite a bit.
2: Well, and what I found interesting about him as a traveling salesman is the money, his income would fluctuate with each trip, which I mean, I guess would happen with with how many encyclopedias you sell, but yeah, something just like doesn't seem right about that.
3: Uh, the wife actually asked us, too, if, uh, if we thought this... Um, this murder was tied to some kind of drug activity Uh, i found that a little odd Uh, and then at the end i i I did ask her if she was happy to see him dead or not she is happy Uh,
2: but i mean and
3: confused but
2: she certainly has motive i guess
3: so i don't want to rule her out yet but i don't know if uh if you guys have anything that's poking out or if we need to start digging into these guys' personal lives a little bit more. I
1: mean, they got something that's not poking out that links
3: them together. You know what I mean?
1: Somebody right. cut off their ding dongs. <laughs> you told me the two do, two guys in Miami got their at the same time within a few days. Got their ding dongs cut off. It's, it's we need to figure nonsense.
3: out. We need to figure out what ties them together. Is what you Yeah, saying, I mean, right? we can go
1: down and talk to the coroner or something, right? That's uh, well, yeah. I was I was
2: gonna yes. ask. Uh, we need to figure out. See if we can get the autopsy reports. So do you guys want to go
0: down and talk to the coroner? Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um do we all want to go down together or do we want to uh what do we want to do here?
1: No, I want to go down for sure. So uh
2: Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Let's all just go down about, together. Uh, Billy, but...
1: Okay.
3: All right. You Small guys room but we'll your... squeeze in. Can we uh
4: can we stop by uh the the evidence locker?
1: Billy, I told you we can't be doing that every day, alright? <laughs> Hey, They're going to start looking hey, at these logs.
0: Billy, don't worry. I got some on the car right over.
3: Don't
2: you guys aren't it. fooling anybody.
0: Alright. Um, as some other detectives that are filing paperwork around you kind of poke around and give you a bit of a side eye. You guys go ahead and head down to your uh, respective police cars and you guys go ahead and head down to the oh, corner. Oh. What? Did you I'm going to say the out?
1: evidence locker might not be a bad idea,
0: but it's uh, just are, for another reason. You can still go to the evidence locker if you'd like.
1: Okay, real quick before we uh, leave, I just wanted to uh, check if there was anything that came in on the deceased. It
0: came in from that the be, deceased?
1: Yeah, came in uh, on them or near them.
0: They were completely nude on the beach. Oh, the right. Both of them were. And there wasn't anything uh, recovered from the sites? Like, like, like no around their or...
1: There was no uh, duffel bags?
0: Uh, according to the report, there was no... Um, there were no weapons, no, and the odd thing was there wasn't even footprints, but it was um, um, <laughs> uh, one odd thing was is that there were no footprints, but uh, the other people that, that went ahead and scanned the case um, said that it, it's probably most likely to do from winds from the beach, kind of uh, flattening the sand around it because the body was sort of had a, a bit of a sand drift over it. Um, uh, but <clears throat> no, there was nothing recovered. They do have both, uh, victims' homes, uh, taped off if you guys would like to go down to their homes and look around.
1: Yeah. But, uh, first I think we should go along with our plan to go down to the, uh, coroner's office.
0: Yeah, we should check out the bodies, start heading up their, uh, houses after that. Okay, you guys go ahead and head down to the coroner's office and you walk in the, coroner sees, or the front desk girl sees your badges and escorts you to the back where the coroner is currently doing the autopsy. Autopsies, both bodies are sitting there. And the coroner's name is, random generator, Lance Robertson. So, you walk in, uh, Lance Robertson says, uh, uh, detectives, how are you?
2: Great. I'm oh,
1: Doing good, you know, just uh, a day at the office.
0: okay use a
3: Chicago dog, but I'm alright. Hey, I've heard that before.
1: The... I don't know about those pickles on that, but... He uh...
0: says, uh, you know, uh, I, I've i been a coroner for about uh, seven years now. Not not too incredibly long, but this case has kind of threw me for a loop because I, I just finished the autopsies and I found something very interesting.
1: Oh, yeah? Is it that so. they don't have ding-dongs?
0: He <laughs> <laughs> says that. Yeah obviously uh when the when the victims came in, I assumed that the the deaths were from blunt force trauma or something, but oddly enough, all the mutilation and blunt force trauma uh happened post mortem their their deaths were from a drowning uh both victims' lungs were full with fluid and they had a very uh interesting drug in their system that drug was uh uh, Propofol. Is there a street name for that? No, it that that is a uh, a medicine used for um, anest to give uh, patients anesthesia to help them fall asleep.
1: So it's a tranquilizer is... or uh, an anesthetic.
0: It, it's like a tranquilizer, I suppose you could say.
2: Uh, is there you know street use at all?
0: Uh, not, not to, to any in my knowledge. You know, you, you guys are the detectives. Uh, I suppose you guys would have to find that out. I, from anything that I know, I've never had any uh, cases that have um, any drug users or anybody with this in their system. All right, Doc.
2: Yes. Yeah, so do you think a, a doctor would have to get a hold of this then?
0: Uh, you know, I if I had to if I had to guess, I would say somebody in some sort of medical field would have to. Yes, uh, but that's you know this it doesn't take a lot to to pay a doctor off
2: sure <clears throat> any uh stray dna dna that didn't belong to the victims on the bodies
0: dna does not exist in 1981 but hair oh dog <laughs> um you know fibers uh, the, There is the, fiber evidence there the what, there was fiber evidence there was fiber in hair but dna does not um there the victim had been bathed before he was he was sprawled, so his body is completely clean. All these cuts and all the wounds were um were cleaned so even though the cuts and wounds are open, there is no blood or anything. His face is bruised. Both victims' faces are badly bruised uh had have slashes and cuts all over their body from a a um some sort of blade I would assume a, a kitchen knife or something. And obviously, their genitals have been mutilated with something that I would guess would also have to be a, a kitchen knife, maybe the one with more of a, a jagged edge, because they were a bit um, hacked. It, it, so, it's, so it was a serrated blade. Yes,
4: this wasn't like a professional work. I, I, if you I, I will. would like,
0: in any any murder case that I've seen, I would I would call this an act of passion. On both of these victims, on both of the victims. They're so uh,
1: you said that uh, there was a potential kitchen knife used for the lacerations on the
0: face and body.
1: Is that the same? Would you say that's the same knife that was used to mutilate the genitals?
0: Actually, no. That that is the other odd thing. It, it seems like uh, the cuts on the body and the face were done in a, a bit of a stabbing and and, and dragging fashion with a, a something that would have to be sharp and going quick, but. The uh, the genital mutilation had seemed to be more of a um, something that they were trying to hack off in a um, a very anger fit, but also while trying to get the job done. Okay. in in my In my professional opinion, this is a act of passion, like I said, and he all these um, injuries. Are, are very brutal and seem to be coming from somebody who's very angry. But, as I stated, these were all done post-mortem. And uh, the, the death was from drowning. Both had fluid in their in their lungs.
1: Okay, um...
0: Salt water on the or regular water? Ooh.
5: Uh,
0: fresh water. There, there's, there's no salt water in their lungs. Fresh water. Sorry to cut you off there, uh... Soda know. boy.
1: Oh, no, no. It's alright. Um... On the cut, I don't know if you could tell on the genitals but on the cuts on the body would you say they were done by someone who's left-handed or right-handed
0: um, with the, the cuts on the body I, w- I would have to assume it was a right-handed man just based on the, uh, the how the the wounds are heavier on the right side almost mm-hmm. as if the uh, the assailant was standing above them when they were doing it uh, and with the uh, on the genitals it, it is just it um, a hacking and, and slashing from both angles
1: okay okay fair, so would fair. you say uh you said standing above but could someone have done this uh you know the victims on the ground and they're sitting you know straddling their waist and just standing down
0: yeah that's how i, I would describe it as the victim uh sprawled okay. out on the floor and somebody uh either kneeling or standing straddling yeah, above
1: well, i mean i have to assume since you said they're post-mortem that they're not standing
0: anyway but uh yeah
1: are well, so on a table and then they could be standing but
3: yeah. All right, fair um, any, is there uh, anything else
0: you can give us here yeah it's the one thing I, I will know is these bodies are are very clean like there's oh, nice. they were bathed very thoroughly uh, I, I did not pull any any foreign hairs or fibers off the bodies just the only thing is their wounds are full of sand from where they were dumped.
1: So, uh, nothing on the fingernails, something like that?
0: No, the, in the, fingernails, the fingernails are thoroughly bl- brushed.
1: Oh, They're, yeah, the uh, digestive tract, huh? How about that?
0: I, I didn't, other than uh, meals they've eaten recently and the drug um, that I explained, uh, I didn't see anything in their mouth or uh, one victim did, um, didn't have anything different than the other victim. They were, they were both actually scary identical as far as, the wounds are different um, because, like I said, this was an act of passion. They seem to be in a bit of fit of a rage, but the, uh, they were both performed in the exact same way.
2: Just curious, are there any signs of prolonged drug use, like track marks or anything of the sort yeah, on the victims?
0: Bo- both of these victims are, seem to be in a good, clean bill of health, other than, obviously. A good,
1: injuries. clean bill of health, though. Um, what did our uh, the white Vic, what did his lungs look like?
0: uh eric fowler yeah that's him uh his lungs were uh had you know they he seemed to be a smoker but you know okay that fits that fits that, everybody smokes he got
1: everywhere. uh he got like tar stains on his fingers
0: uh you no know, no that's that's the other thing is he's his fingers are were rubbed very clean He he didn't have any tar stains okay okay And the other I, think thing, I, have a, I don't think I have any other questions. Sorry. Uh, the one thing I would like to point out to detect is that uh, both these victims were in full rigor mortis whenever they were found. So the the, the kill had to happen um, uh, a little while before their their bodies were dumped. little while, meaning what? Can you give us an uh, hour of time? Kinda? Anywhere between 48 and 72 hours before their bodies were dumped.
2: Helps a lot. So, before their bodies were dumped, would you say they were stored and you know refrigerated to keep them, you know, to prevent I, decomp or anything? I,
0: I couldn't see any anything like that. um That uh, if I if they weren't cleaned so thoroughly, I could have maybe given you a, a better answer. But it's if I had to guess, whoever did this did the murder <clears throat> and held the body for a little while before cleaning it, right before they dumped it. Gotcha.
3: Alright. You guys got any more questions for the coroner?
5: Mmm. No.
1: Not right now, but uh, we'll call if we do, I guess.
3: Yeah, and
0: uh, if you find anything else, call us, please.
2: Thanks, Robertson.
0: Well, well, you guys know where I'm at, obviously. Uh, I will give you guys a heads up if I find anything out of the ordinary. Thanks, Lance. Good work. So you guys go ahead and uh, finish up on the <laughs> sorry uh, you guys go ahead and finish up on the coroner's office and you head back. Um, is there anywhere you, you guys in particular would like to visit crime scenes go back to the office, uh, apartments?
2: I'd like to go um, well I think crime homes, scenes need to be sorry. visited and also their homes need to be visited. so I think at some point that needs to get done.
1: Yeah, we said that we have to visit those together right so we don't repeat ourselves yes
0: so we don't have to worry about that i would like um, okay as far as crime scenes go uh the the um the report was very thorough that there was nothing on the beach it was just sand and and the the bodies had been uh, covered in not a lot of sand but quite a bit so they're assuming that the winds from the um from the ocean had kind of taken away any evidence they could have found um, if you guys would like to go, you guys can go. I'm just trying to inform you that the report states that there's no no real evidence to be collected there.
1: No, but from uh, real quick from the car,
0: I do want to call in, like, just
1: put a tail on uh, our friend Joe Bush, make sure he doesn't leave the city.
0: Okay, uh, the, the chief go ahead and finds a, 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 a beat cop to, to follow him around. He gives him a tail.
1: All right, sounds good.
3: Uh, you guys want to split up and get these apartments? You guys want to stay together and hit them all together? No, I think we should do them together, maybe because uh,
1: you know, four sets of eyes are better than one or two.
3: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right, let's hit the. Which one do you guys want to hit first?
2: I'd like to know more about this uh, Eric Fowler.
1: Yeah, I want to. Uh, I have some some things to double check at Fowler's apartment too. So, if you don't mind, us going there first in there first.
3: Yeah, let's hit that place up first. I want to
0: wanna see if anything knocks loose here. Okay, you guys go ahead and get to your respective police cars and you head to Eric Fowler's apartment. You both arrive at Eric Fowler's apartment. He is on the, the main floor or the main story of the apartment at the bottom, first story, so you don't have to take any stairs or anything. Um, the you, There is four apartments per floor, and it's only a... A three-story or three-floor building Um, and his door is taped off but obviously you guys can go in so you go in you walk into his apartment Um, you don't see anything out of the ordinary stick out to you Uh, he has um, uh, a kitchen on your left-hand side when you first walked in there's a living room on the right-hand side with a, a small TV and a sectional couch you walk to the back. There's a bathroom on your left, and a bedroom on your right, and then another bedroom right in front of you. It's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom. Not very, not a, a large apartment, but not a small apartment.
5: Okay.
2: Are there uh, any ashtrays sitting around?
0: He he does have two ashtrays. One in the in the bedroom right next to his bed, and one in the living room on the coffee table.
2: Can we get uh? Any info on the cigarette butts? Like what kind he was smoking?
0: Uh, he was smoking whatever the kind that has the Indian on the package.
2: Oh, American Spirits? Yeah, right?
0: American Spirits.
4: Oh, interesting. Mr. Boosh said they were cigar smokers.
1: Mm. Yeah, that sticks out to me too,
5: huh?
2: Were there cigars anywhere within the apartment?
0: There, There is one cigar butt in the the one in the living room but not in the one in the bedroom
2: so maybe that was someone that was visiting
1: so is there like a is there like a cigar butt box anywhere not like butt box but just a box
0: uh there if you you go ahead and walk into the kitchen as you're looking for a a cigar box and there is a a small box in the trash can that seems like they Seems like an older box, not like a old vintage box or anything. But it mm-hmm. just seemed like uh, he probably had these cigars for a while.
2: Do they match the the cigar uh, yeah, that's been yeah. smoked?
1: So yeah, he's thrown in. out the. Not, I'm not. Uh, I'm talking out loud here to my fellow detectives. He's thrown out the box, but there's no other, other butts than these two, or he hasn't thrown out the box. Rather, it's not out in the dumpster.
0: No, it's it's in his trash can in his kitchen.
1: You would think that he wouldn't have taken out uh, the ashes either, unless is
0: there hmm. anything hidden in that box? Break nope. the box open. It, it, you open it up; it's an empty box. There's nothing in it. It's just no hidden panel? fingerprints. No, nope, no hidden panel. Uh, it's if you, if you want to go ahead and do a quick dust for fingerprints, you dust it, and it seemed like it's it wasn't wiped clean by any means. But it, you know, it seemed it has fingerprints all over it. it. Seemed like it was it's handled for a while.
2: Okay. Is that something we'll need to take back, uh, to the lab, then? And...
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we I, should, I think we should, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to confirm whose fingerprints they are, yeah, you'll have to take it back to the lab. Okay,
2: then, uh, let's, let's, uh, package that up.
3: Let's, uh, I, I would like to look in this extra bedroom that he's got. Take a look around there.
0: Alright, you go ahead and walk in the extra, the second bedroom he has, and it just seems like a guest bedroom. Nothing out of the ordinary, you, uh. You look around, he's got a, a full-size bed in the middle with a small nightstand and a, um, a tiny little um, dresser with a small TV on top of it at the end, uh, a, a full closet on the, the left-hand wall. Um, there is one window in there. All right.
3: I want to uh, I want to look in the dresser. I want to look in the closet, figure out if there's any clothes that don't match uh the size of our VIC or anything. Maybe a little out of the uh-huh. ordinary.
0: No, you go ahead and you open up the, the dresser and you kinda look around. that nothing seems out of the ordinary with the dresser. You open up the closet and the same thing. But the the window that's right next to the closet, you notice something very interesting. Um the lock is is not on it. Like the window lock. It seemed like somebody had unscrewed and taken away the uh the actual locking mechanism on it.
2: So it wasn't broken, it was like carefully taken off?
0: Yeah, the the locking mechanism on the window uh had been removed at some point and it is no longer there. You can see this the imprint of where it was.
2: Can we get fingerprints on the the window? Uh
0: you go ahead and dust and it, it doesn't seem like there's anything salvageable. There's maybe one or two, but it, it, nothing you could test.
4: The window locks from the inside,
0: I'd assume, correct? Correct. So as it sits now there is nothing locking that window and it has so, no screen uh, What's directly outside that window on the ground anything uh you go ahead walk outside and you look around I'm just it gonna it's... open the
1: window and put my head off there's not a screen
0: no yep no screen so you go ahead and uh pop it up take a look outside and there are um, there's nothing it's just grass I don't know ordinary
1: I'm assuming I'm wearing gloves so I'm not contaminating the crime scene
0: yeah uh, I'm, I'm any crime scene you guys go to I'm gonna assume you all wear gloves Okay, cool. Which, what floor
2: are we on again? Ground no,
0: the the ground floor.
2: Ground floor. So there's no footprints or anything below.
0: No, it's all. Uh, it's just lawn. It's all grass, so there, you wouldn't be able to see anything. Okay. I feel like we need to get uh
3: get back around to this uh, Eric or not Eric Fowler, his uh, buddy Joe Bush, and uh, I want to see if there was anyone staying with him. Here lately, that could have been in that room and taken off that lock. I don't I'm see really him taking it off himself.
1: My friend, uh, friend Joe Bush. I don't know. Maybe
3: I, I want to know if he knows anything about this. So maybe we can play around with uh, how to get it out of him. See if we well, can some... stand with him lately.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we've got people on him, so we can take our time for
3: now. But yeah, um, we'll go check out the other site. I think before we go and interview him again.
2: Oh, are we done here?
3: I, oh no! Oh no! Yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm not done. Oh, no. I'm just saying. Before Good. we go and interview him, we'll check out the other apartments throughout.
1: So. Um, question: When we came in, was there anything near the door,
0: like the the overnight bag that
1: was mentioned was to us?
0: No overnight bag.
1: Okay. Any shoes?
0: No, no shoes uh you, you can't find uh his shoes anywhere um <clears throat> as you're kind of scanning around the front door you there's a bookcase that's right next to the in the open living room that's right next to the um <clears throat> uh tv and there is something missing from the bookcase that you can't tell what it is but you could just see that um there's pictures on the on the bookcase nothing out of the ordinary just pictures of him out on a boat um um and there's pictures of him, kind of just around around town. Seems like one was him in college, you know. Um, there, but there's a small gap in between two picture frames that just doesn't seem right. And as you go over there, you see there's a small circular impression of dust where there's no dust there. Is there encyclopedias
3: anywhere on there?
0: No.
1: Is there uh, any books that would stand out? Or are they just kind of all?
0: No, nothing seems out of the ordinary, just there's uh, a couple uh, of his old college textbooks and then uh, uh, just regular regular old books, nothing out of the ordinary. What kind of college textbooks? Um, there was one math, one history, and then uh, one for uh, intro to art.
1: Who keeps college textbooks though?
2: I kept mine.
1: Well, you're a loser, but <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, watch what you say to my partner.
1: I'm gonna take uh, these books off and just kind of open them.
2: Can I ask how big is the uh, the the spot that something's missing? The round spot there. Uh, it's probably like
0: maybe two and a half inches by two and a half inches. Like it seemed like if you had to guess, there was like a a. Like some sort of either a candle or a a, a, um, a trophy or something there. Hmm. Uh. uh you go ahead and, uh, Detective Doug Fibio, Fib- Fibonacci. Fibonacci. Sorry, uh, Detective Fibonacci. You go ahead and thumb through the books. There doesn't seem anything out of the ordinary in it. Um, nothing weird. Just. Regular old textbooks.
1: Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure they weren't using the old smugglers
0: trick. Uh, no. Is there nothing anything
3: else in the ah uh, in the apartment that's standing out? Anything in the bathroom? Anything in the room? In his room specifically? As uh, we're no, scanning through.
0: You you walk through and um there's nothing in the bathroom. That seems uh weird. There is nothing in the uh um.
1: Can I open his, his toilet bedroom. tank?
0: Yeah, if you'd like, you go ahead and open his ta- toilet tank. Uh, anything in there. Pop off the top. There's nothing inside. Just a regular okay. old toilet. Let's check out uh, his medicine cabinet.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you, you pop it open. There's no medicine inside. You know, maybe some aspirin. Um, Hard you walked into user. It, You guys walked into his. <laughs> walked into his bedroom. There's uh, the bed is not made. It doesn't. It's kind of messy. He's got clothes on the floor, but nothing suspicious. It just seems like it's messy in there. Um, You notice he has a a watch on the dresser. Uh, It seems like a very nice watch, but it's just sitting on top of the dresser. Um, He has, as you walk back out, there is a long rug that kind of goes in the hallway uh, in between the bedrooms, and it seems a little askew, like it. Seems like it's not perfectly straight.
1: Well, I'm going to pull that bad boy back.
0: There's nothing behind it. It just kind of looked like it was it had a bit of a, a riffle in the middle. Like it was humped over or something.
2: Okay. Any okay. footprints or mud or even blood on it?
0: Nope. Nope. Nothing. Nothing on it. Um,
1: so, so due to my lack of diligence on my
0: part of the interrogation,
1: is there anything in the apartment that would indicate what Doug did for a living? Uh.
0: Yeah. Doug. Fuck. You're Doug? Uh, Eric Fowler. Eric, Eric Fowler. Um, yeah, you, you went in and you see that he has some spreadsheets on uh, on his kitchen. He has a kind of like a little kitchen table in his kitchen. And it seemed like he maybe worked in finances or something.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Did he have uh, any affiliation with some like bigger companies or anything that he was doing the finances no. for? Uh,
0: he just kind of was like a floating accountant. Like if okay. somebody needed their finances straightened out, they would hire him and he would just kind of personally take care of it for you.
2: Okay. So he wasn't linked to a certain corporation or anything?
0: Nope. Yeah, it was freelance. Um,
2: hmm. I, I guess looking out the windows, I'd like to know if there's any ponds or source of fresh water nearby. Uh, ponds? Yeah, or rivers or some sort of uh, fresh water.
0: No, he, uh, he lives. He does not live. On Miami Beach, he lives inland, and there's he, you can't see anything nearby. Nothing. There's no like rivers or ponds or anything. Okay.
1: I don't think it would be a pond or a river because he would get some kind of natural detritus in his mouth. That's true. And the doc said there wasn't any of that.
2: Well, I know a lot of like apartment complexes usually keep a pond. I guess that was my thought.
0: Yeah. Um, you guys go ahead and scan through the rest of the apartment. You walk into the kitchen. There's some dishes in the sink. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um can open up cabinets. Yeah, nothing. Uh, He's just got a couple cups. Um, nothing too crazy. There is... Um, you do kind of, as you step out, you kind of see that it looks like there was... Um, something had been dropped on the floor. Like, there were some uh, little pieces of glass at the, the floorboards. And um, you could just kind of tell that it's a little sticky right there, like on your, by your feet.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, see if we can get a sample of that.
0: Yeah, let's swab that. All right, you go ahead and swab it, and you, you collect it and put it away in your evidence.
2: <laughs> is there any odor?
0: I'm sorry, repeat that.
2: Is there any odor to the... Uh,
0: no, uh, it kind of smells like orange juice. What's it taste like? It tastes like orange juice. <laughs> it's orange juice.
3: We need to test this for a little bit of drugs.
0: Okay, this
3: orange
1: juice doesn't make my gums my gums go numb.
0: <laughs> uh, you guys swab it, and you head. You you guys continue on to do whatever you want. Boof I want she, to, You got
5: uh, anything? Yeah. Yeah. Boof.
0: Boof.
3: I no. I I don't. I,
4: I got nothing right
3: now, man. I'm taking it all All I just want to make sure. You're being quiet. I I didn't know if those gears returned.
4: The gears are going, but...
3: It's like you uh... strung
5: out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These apartments are like, what? There's like a central hallway, and there's like two on each side, and you said there's four? Yeah. Uh, I want to go to the apartment that has like the adjoining wall. Okay. And uh, knock on that door.
0: A, uh... A young man opens the door. He seems maybe 21, 22. Uh, he's got uh, shoulder-length brown hair, kind of like a uh, uh, little tiny mustache, if you had to guess, some sort of hippie. He says, yeah, uh, can I help you?
1: So uh, you live next door to uh, Eric,
0: right? Eric Fowler? Uh, yeah, man, I guess. Like, I haven't really seen him that much. Like, I don't really... Uh, Just
1: lately or overall?
0: Uh, no, like, um, like, the last time I think I saw him was, uh, like, two weeks ago, but like I said, I don't really know him, I don't really know the guy, I just kind of see him passing in the hallway, maybe, like, once or twice every month, maybe.
2: Okay. Do you guys ever talk?
0: Nah, you no. Know? no nah, he, he, he seems like a square. Son, you on something right now? What? Are you on something right now? We
1: ain't judging if you are, you know.
0: <laughs> uh, are you like asking to come in? Because I think you need a search warrant to do that. Not no. Dog. All right, then no.
2: They're probably just wanting so, to uh, bum something off of you. Don't worry.
3: Did you? uh, uh I'm just thinking we we can uh, we can hang out for a few. You can tell us if you heard something over in the neighbors. You know, any kind of commotion, any kind of talking.
0: Uh, no, I don't really hear nothing from him. He seems pretty quiet. Um, Every now and then, I can hear a girl laughing, though, which I think is like weird, because I never really see any girls over. But, like, that's pretty much it.
2: Do you ever see another, you know, does he have friends that come over, or have you seen another uh, person there recently?
0: He's got uh, a sh- a shorter dude that that kinda of comes by every now and then. Well, I mean, he's a little shorter than me. This dude's like six foot four. He's kinda of tall. Uh, he's brown hair? Yeah, he's got brown hair. He also kinda of seems like a square, but you know, whatever.
3: Smoke okay. cigars
0: or anything you notice? Uh I don't know. I, I haven't really seen him. I've never seen him smoke a cigar. You don't but... smell
1: anything or uh, you just can't smell it over what
0: you're smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like I'd I'd rather not say.
1: Fair enough. Plead the fifth. You know. <laughs> uh, but so we uh, ain't here you, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't care.
0: So, know, uh, that's what uh, the guy who busted me last time said. So I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, well, we gotta
1: tell you if we're cops and we're cops. So I mean, we're not here to sting you.
0: All right, that's pretty cool, dude.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you uh you said that uh, my fucking accent just slipped real bad. <laughs> so uh, you said that uh, you hear a girl laughing every now and then would you say it's the same laugh or uh, different laughs
0: uh I don't know like it, it doesn't sound like like any like crazy different laughs like I would say maybe um a couple two different laughs but I can tell you right now those are for sure chicks
1: all right cool
2: You, but you, so, uh, you've you never seen a woman come through there.
0: No, nah, I've never seen any chick come in or out of his, of his apartment. Um, but, you know, I, I rarely ever pass him in the hallways. All right.
1: Can I uh, get your name real quick, bud? Uh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, dude. My name is Darren Fisher.
2: Darren
1: you sound like a Darren, but uh. yeah. So, uh, did you hear anything weird last couple nights? Maybe loud noises you don't usually hear, or uh, loud voices, anything like that?
0: Um, so it'd have been like two, three nights ago,
1: something um, like you
0: that. You know, about if I had to say, like three nights ago, I was up like real late at night because I was hanging out with some friends, and um, you know, I. We were just hanging out, uh, not not doing anything, you know, um, just Buddy. just chilling, yeah, just chilling. And uh, I heard a loud thump, like somebody fell, but I didn't hear nothing after that. All
2: right, all right. Did it sound like it was coming from his apartment then?
0: Yeah, it, it sounded like it was coming from um, from his apartment, from our shared wall.
2: What uh, what wall is that? Do you know if that would? Line up with his bedroom or living room?
0: Uh, I if I, I'm assuming if his layout is the same as mine, it would be where his kitchen is.
1: Okay. Well, we're gonna. So, hmm.
0: All right, buddy. We we're gonna have, have to confiscate that marijuana. <laughs> oh. Whoa, dude! Who said anything about marijuana? Are you trying right. to sell me weed, dude? Maybe a little bit.
2: Gold, <laughs> get it together.
0: <laughs> I've fallen for that one too many times, bro. All right, okay.
1: but like I said, we have to tell you if we're any crops, and we already told you we are. So,
0: just so, sell me some goddamn weed, buddy. So, if I bought weed off you guys, would you still arrest me? I mean.
3: It's some good <laughs> shit. Are you willing to take that risk or what?
1: I mean, I think we need to move on, but uh, you know, it's, you and your right, two friends, right.
3: Mary and Jane, can uh, you know keep hanging out if you want. But.
0: All right, let's get let's out of here. Right on, up. right on. <laughs> I got some in the car. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: Are you guys done with him? I
1: think yeah. we're done with him. I want to try and ask
0: the other two if they're home. Uh, you knock on the other two, and nobody answers the doors. Okay. Sounds Do we know uh, the landlord? Uh, you do have the landlord's number, yes.
2: Why don't we try giving them a call, maybe?
3: Did the uh,
1: the front door to the apartment, does it look like there's any kind of forced entry?
0: mm Nope.
1: Okay. Uh, I want to go back to that.
0: Uh, the, did you, did the, you say
1: the sticky spot was in the kitchen
0: earlier? Yep.
1: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Interesting.
0: I will say this building has a locked front door, so you have to have a key to get in the front door. And then the front door to his personal apartment building there doesn't seem like anything's wrong with it
1: okay um hmm. is there like one of those mailbox things in like
0: the entrance way yeah
1: can, can we like get into his mailbox probably his not op- without the landlord
0: yeah you'd have to have the landlord to do that
1: so uh, let's talk to them i guess then if we can
0: yep okay you're gonna go ahead and try to find the landlord
1: I mean, we can uh, ask Darren, right? Let's just go ask
0: Darren again. <laughs> I really like to talk. Listen,
2: Darren, you yeah. two. <laughs> we need it. We have homicides to solve. <laughs> all
0: right. So all right, Mert. Right to... Do you guys want to try to get in contact with the landlord? Yeah. Yeah. Let's
2: give them. Uh, I'm
1: just going to. Uh... What kind of locks on this mailbox?
3: Uh, just a regular key lock. Actually, you're gone. Open it up.
1: No, I'm I'm I mean I think uh you know given the crooked status of uh you know of uh, Doug and uh, Billy, I think maybe <laughs> they would have like a lockpick set on Yeah
3: okay, I Oops, got you got a, a lockpick? I
4: got a. I got a bobby pin.
3: Yeah, let's get this out
1: So uh yeah. Alright, I'll allow just it. Okay
0: you, you jimmy it in the lock a little bit and it kind of pops open. Uh, he's got um, two bills in there. one, The water bill and the electricity bill. Both to Eric Fowler. You know, nothing out of the ordinary.
1: That's all there is in there?
0: Yep, that's it. Just Were they bills. past due? They are, um, one, informing him that he is coming up on past due on the electricity and one to inform him that they will be shutting off his water in the next week and that was about five days ago.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
3: All right, let's just give his landlord a quick call real quick and just see what kind of person he is.
0: Okay, you guys go ahead and radio back to the uh, um, the station, and they give you the landlord's address, and you head over to the landlord's house. You roll up to this house. It seems kind of nice, actually. It's uh, a fairly big house. It's it's on the mainland. It's closer to the beach, though. And they, um, you ring the doorbell, and a large, hairier Russian man answers. So, hello. <laughs> How you
3: doing, buddy?
1: <laughs> yeah, we're detectives for the Miami Police Department.
2: Um, we're we have questions about um your tenant, uh, Eric Fowler.
0: Oh yes, uh, someone called. Tell they uh, tell me you're coming to talk. Come, come in, come in. And he ushers you into the living room. And he seems like he has a pretty nice house. He says, uh, "What's what you need to know?"
2: Uh, just, I guess we'd like to get an idea of his uh, general character.
0: He was quiet man. He pay rent on time. He doesn't give me no problems. He seems like a good guy.
2: He hadn't been late with rent recently.
0: Uh, you know, we we get a bit of argument about uh, his his rent last month, but he uh, he pay um, just about two weeks ago.
1: Hmm. So, um, did Eric ever complain about anything in the apartment? You know, maybe like a something he spilled, or uh, maybe a window being broken, anything like
0: that. No. No window uh, complaints. He very quiet man. He uh, does not bother uh, me too much with uh, maintenance requests. He seemed like good guy. Uh, I I don't. He he lived in these apartments for mm, two two and a half years maybe. He uh, all around good guy if I had to say.
2: Did you ever were you ever aware of any visitors he had over?
0: Uh, i don't visit uh, apartments too often other than to collect rent if somebody has not paid rent sure uh i have haven't seen out of ordinary
1: so uh okay
3: um hmm. what do you do other than
0: uh your apartments for a living sir i i own many apartments i i own that one i owned uh, th- uh three on miami beach. Uh, I my my father bring me over when I was uh, very small, and he uh, invests in all life savings in uh, in buildings, and I built from there.
3: Can I ask you a question real quick? Because you said Miami Beach, uh, mm-hmm. would you happen to have another tenant by the name of Tommy Ballard? Um, uh, black no. black fella, uh, five nine.
0: You know, I, I, I being a uh, immigrant, I am a very open man. But my apartment buildings are a little, uh, uh, I hate to say, too nice for uh, uh, people other than uh, white. So you're racist, okay. You know, no comment. All right, I think I'm done
2: here. Uh, just as I'm looking around the house, are there any, you know, weapons or drugs
0: or any no. signs of them? No, he seems like he has a normal house. I mean, it, it seems nicer. Like it, it doesn't seem suspiciously nice. It just seems quite nice for what the apartment buildings you were in. Um, so just just based off probably pure detective work you can kind of put two and two together that he owns a lot of apartments and a lot of buildings and he just rents them out for a lot of money because it's miami and he just kind of profits off that he doesn't and he ask, doesn't like, put any
3: money back into
2: it
0: just right takes yeah, kind of just seems like a slummy landlord
2: okay I
0: i'm done. done
2: yep i'm i'm good here i think
0: all right detectives if you you have any questions come come back please Please. I don't want to see you
2: again. Thanks for your cooperation.
0: Uh, Have have a beautiful day.
2: You as well.
0: And he shuts the door behind him. Walk away, flipping him
2: off. (laughs) Why do you. Oh, Oh, I guess. Because he's racist. Yeah, racist to get that.
1: So before we go to the next uh, area, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. And we're back.
0: Sounds good. Uh, all right, where are we at? Okay, we have... You guys just got out of the landlord's apartment or home for Eric Fowler. You went and looked at his uh, apartment. And you have the address for Tommy Ballard. But that is all you got. All right.
3: Um, going to go check out Tommy Ballard?
2: Yeah.
0: It's getting kind of late, and it's probably, after doing all that running around, it's probably about getting close to midnight, so just as a let now. So if you try to, like, talk to anybody, people might not be home, or you could try to come back tomorrow.
2: Why don't we get our samples back to the lab?
0: Sounds good.
1: Yeah, and then maybe come back in the morning.
2: Yep. Okay.
0: Okay, you guys head back to the, uh, to your... Department and you run the samples to the lab, and the lab's lets you know that they are um, they're very busy, but they understand how high a priority this case is, and you guys kind of got all the uh, funds to do whatever it takes to solve this case, so they will try to get this analyzed as soon as possible. Cool, cool. So now we go night night. If you guys would like to, if you want, you yeah, want to go to the clear.
3: bar talk about
2: this? Oh, if we're actually going to talk business, yeah. I'm
3: going to drink a lot, too. I don't know, I mean, I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. I mean, how about you, uh... Boof
4: I'm, I'm always down for the bar, baby.
0: Alright. Okay, you guys go ahead and head down to a local bar, and you just sit down. The uh, bartender sees you. And, um, oh, hold on. Sorry, I just sneezed. Um, God bless. Says, hey, thank you. Hey, God bless. God bless. Um, uh, the bartender, uh, sees you guys are all cops and gives you a drink on the house.
3: Cool. Hey, guys, uh, how you guys feeling about this so far? You guys got any, uh, gut feelings?
2: I really want to try to track down this, uh, woman or younger. Woman that Timmy Ball- or Tommy Ballard was seen with.
5: Yeah, I
3: agree. Yeah, I would
1: say uh, the same about this woman that. Uh, that
2: Eric was with Fowler, Eric,
1: but um,
3: I have. I don't a, think it's. I deleted. have a suspicion that she was sneaking into the window. I do too. If uh, they never saw her.
2: Eric was single then?
1: Uh, he was described by Joe as a ladies' man. Didn't really keep a girlfriend.
2: Gotcha.
3: But he was a square.
2: Well, yeah, I'm wondering if this woman well, that was seen yeah. with Tommy Ballard was, uh, you know, connected in any way.
1: Could be. Yeah. He, um, hmm. he didn't really seem to like nightclubs or anything, and but uh, he'd like to go into the mall, so maybe we could ask around there if we don't come up with anything.
0: Are you in a bar at Miami Beach? Uh, you guys are at a bar in my Mainland. Okay. Alright,
3: I'm done. You guys want to go to bed and hit this in the morning?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, you guys go ahead and call it a night, I suppose, unless anybody has any anything else they'd like to try to do.
1: Not at the moment.
0: Alright. Uh, you guys go ahead and call it a night you all wake up bright and early 7 a.m. you're walking into the uh, um, walking into the precinct and the chief is standing there and he says conference room everybody oh sorry oh that's not
1: room. a good uh, that's not a good no that's not a good thing to come walk in treat in the middle
3: hell no I haven't got my donut yet you what my donut
1: I thought you said dong. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, you all four sit down in the conference room, and there's two new case files sitting in front of each of you.
1: Hello, oof
0: Last night, my everybody was asleep, I assume around the uh, bodies were discovered this morning.
1: But well, I don't think some of us have a problem with sleep, and you know what I mean, Booth. <laughs> uh,
0: the uh, two new bodies were, were found on the beach.
1: Let me guess, yeah. Chief. They didn't have ding-dongs.
0: Yeah. If, uh, the, the bodies are assuming to be connected, both badly beaten, uh, genital severed, nowhere to be found. Uh, we have one, Daryl Lowe. He was a white man, five foot 11. He was found, uh, on Miami beach, found at uh Southport beach. He, uh. Oddly enough, we have a case file on this young man, but that's in the report. You can go ahead and follow up on that. The other, uh, the other man was Dennis Carr, black man, five ten, found on the beach in uh, Margaret Pace uh, Park, same as the others, mutilated, and uh, he has. We got a testimony from his family. He said that he was last seen a couple nights ago. Uh, he was he was leaving a bar. But, uh, you know, he, he uh, has some neighbors that would like to give a testimony on the, on the situation. And uh, one, one walking by bystander that would also like to give a testimony on, on car or an interview on car. So the, uh, the details are in the cases in front of you. That's the uh, update on the situation. So, from what we know, we're uh, going to go ahead and assume. And we have a serial killer on the loose that uh, that is not showing any signs of stopping. All right, uh, dismissed. And the the police chief walks out, and you four are uh, left with the two case files in front of you to uh, talk amongst each other.
1: So I thought it was weird yesterday, but is uh, anyone else find it weird that there's a black one and a white one?
2: Yeah, and and see? we're seeing that again right now.
5: Yeah,
1: but uh, you know, usually they say, you know, I've talked to some FBI guys at bars and stuff, and they usually say that like killers will stick to their own race. Yeah, or specifically target one other race. Well, it seems
4: to me that they don't care so much about race as they do height.
1: And ding dong. And ding dong. I mean, if we, just, you know, I, I swear to God, if we go and we open some dude's fridge and we just find a bunch of dicks in his fridge, I'm just gonna <laughs> walk right out of the apartment, and...
0: So, um, case the, closed. these dicks. <laughs> As you oh guys my god. Talk about dicks and fridges. Um, you open up Daryl Lowe's case file and you see he has a, um, a sentence. He was in prison for six years for, uh, molesting a child and owning ownership of child pornography and he was under parole. And you go ahead and flip over to Dennis Carr's. He uh, doesn't really have anything on him other than what was given. Five ten found in uh, Margaret Pace Park. He was mutilated, same as others. Doesn't have any file on him or anything.
3: Hey guys, I I got a weird thing. I think we need to get back with uh, with your guy uh, from yesterday, uh, Mister What Joe Boosh.
1: Yeah, you think we we have to ask him about what I think we have to ask him because I kind of
3: don't want to ask him. I think we need to ask him uh, if
1: you know if he likes just, his girls young.
3: Yes, and I think we yeah. need to ask uh, someone that knows that's done his car the same thing because I'm starting to see a little bit of a. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: I'm
1: starting, starting to thing. see a pattern here, and I don't like it none.
3: I don't like it either. You be honest, have... I'm I'm on the killer side at this point, if that's what it is.
0: And the case files for. Uh For Daryl Lowe, uh, there's one Max Bishop who was uh, he was seen stalking around uh, Daryl Lowe's house the night before, and he is willing to come in and give a, a, an interview. And also one on Dennis Carr, you have one Pearl Franklin who is a neighbor of Dennis Carr's and is like to give a testimony. All right, let's get these guys in here.
1: Yeah, this time you just want to go into these interviews together. I mean, it's see no real point time. in not trying to solve this thing at this point. I mean, I think we all just want this guy to go down.
0: Yeah. So would you guys like you to interview that? the uh, Max Bishop or get a hold of Joe uh, Boosh?
1: Let's uh, hmm. you know, what, let's just bring you. guys go with just bringing Joe Bush in real quick, running yeah, things by him, and then
3: I think it'll just be a quick couple questions.
1: Kicking his sorry butt to the curb if he doesn't give us what
3: we want, what we want, and putting another tail on
1: him.
0: <laughs> All right, so you guys go ahead and uh, call in the uh, tail on Joe to bring in Joe Bush, and uh, about an hour later, you see him walk in and seems a bit uh. It's, I'm not scared, but you could just tell he's nervous again. It's like the any kind of nervous to talk to a police officer in a murder investigation, especially if you're getting called in twice um hey so Joe, what's going on bud he says uh hey uh, what's uh, what's happening?
1: Oh, just follow me back here a little bit we just got a few more questions for
0: you,
2: okay. yeah, Joe, what do you do for a living
0: um i I'm a mechanic, he says where at Uh, I I work at a, I work at a shop on Miami beach. I work on cars.
1: Okay. All right. Well, um, just to, uh, just some questions I forgot to ask yesterday, you know, uh, what did Eric do for a living? Huh? Uh,
0: he uh, he was a, he worked finances. Like he worked on a, he was a freelance Kind of like an accountant, I guess you could say. Okay, okay. I, I didn't really talk to him much about it. You know, that
1: He's your best friend, matter. but you didn't ask him what he did.
0: I mean, like, I knew he was a finance... He worked in finances, but, like, it, it it's kind of stuff just bored me, so and he said he didn't uh-huh. really like talking about work.
1: Oh, well, he didn't like talking about work, though.
0: No, I mean, he, he not that, like, he would never talk about work. He would just... He would just say that we wouldn't really have anything in common because it's just a bunch of numbers. So yeah, one I mean, of those you know, things. I mean, What's well, doing
1: cars, knows. huh? Just a bunch of numbers.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Guess. Everything's Bugs. just numbers, you
1: got part numbers, you got paint numbers,
0: you got... Yeah, I mean, you do, but you know, I, I just, I, I got into the uh, mechanic business because I like working with my hands, I don't like sitting at a desk. I got a question, yes, I got a question for you.
1: Yeah, we got a serious um, one for you, bud.
0: We,
3: we, got, we got a couple, uh, but uh, how, when you ever go over to uh, Eric's house, how, how do you get in? Does he lay you in?
0: Yeah, I'd always just walk through the front door. He just walk kind right of confused it. by Yeah, he seems kind of confused by that question. Just
1: right the front door. Do you ever, uh, you know, stay in uh, Eric's guest room anytime?
0: Uh, you know, every now and then. I didn't live too far from Eric. He, I just live right down the street, so even if I drank too much, I would just walk home. But, oh, okay. you know, there's probably once or twice where I had one too many, and I passed out and ended up in the guest bedroom.
3: And, uh... So you had anyone stay in the guest bedroom here lately?
0: Anybody that you know? Uh you know, Eric didn't really have that many friends outside of me. He he said he he wouldn't really like I don't know, he just wasn't a people person, I guess. You know, we uh he he liked dating around, like I said before in my first interview, but like as far as like having good close friends, I, I think I was his only one.
2: Were there any repeats of women that he he would have back at his apartment?
0: You know, I, he kind of cycled through women a lot. Um, I, 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 there were some times where I wouldn't even get to meet any of them. They would just be kind of in and out and kind of like to hook up real quick. Oh, uh, so different. like transactional kind of thing? Well, I, I don't know about that. He just, he, he he never said anything like that. He just would always tell me about, uh like, he hooked up with this girl and there would be um you know her her underwear on in the in the bedroom or you know if or he's that's
1: interesting considering uh you know we would say standard practice to go over to the next house but we didn't find any underwear that would stick out to us
0: yeah Uh, i mean this is just in the past i don't i don't know if he had it any had it put away so, uh, if he got rid of it, but he, he just kind of had girls in and out constantly, so I never really got to meet any of them. Oh, okay. How so old were these girls? Yeah. Uh, you know, I I really didn't get to see much of them, but I, if I had if to you guess, had a guess... Um... Uh, I don't know. You know, Eric was my friend. I don't really want to like slander hey, his name Well, your friend's
1: anybody. dead, so uh, <laughs> help us figure this out.
0: Yeah. You know, I, Come on, I, buddy. I, we need to know these
3: answers to get the Get this guy. If we're Come gonna on. solve
2: it,
1: listen, bud. Did they tell you uh, how they found your friend's
3: body?
0: No.
1: Well, it ain't it ain't pretty, and it's something weird. Um, so uh, we, we believe it's sex-related, and uh, we're just so asking. Just
0: that. answer the damn question, kid. It's okay, you know, uh, I, I I never was a part of this, but Eric would always tell me he likes to date like really young girls. And like I always thought it was weird, but like I never kind of stuck around to see any of them. So it there it is, touchdown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know it was kind of one of those things that like you, you, Eric's my good friend, and I I'd rather not know.
1: Okay, I gotcha. I know. I know how. How about it? Be friends with
0: somebody you don't want to talk about the things they do behind closed doors. Yeah, like I I just he was my friend, and I didn't want to look at him differently. So it's one of those. Uh, I'd rather be um, ignorant in this situation.
3: And uh, did you ever catch any glimpses of any kind, of type, like type of girl that he would go for?
0: No, I like I said, yeah, I, I know, didn't see that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. He didn't say specified any type of girl. Any know. kind of you know, bangs, smoker. I, I never really saw any of them. But just, you know,
1: like, in uh, you know, in in high school, you know, you said you guys went to high school and college together. Like, uh, did he have a type then?
0: Um, uh, blonde girls, if I had to say. He he liked the the pretty blonde girls with blue eyes.
3: Gotcha, gotcha. Alright. Uh, I don't think I have any further questions for you, uh, Mr.
0: Boosh. Okay.
2: Uh, Mr. Boosh, are you a smoker?
0: I, 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 I smoke,
2: yeah. What, uh, what do you smoke?
0: Uh, he smokes Marlboros.
1: What do, uh... Oh, you smoke Marlboros, or uh, Eric did? Uh, I do. Okay, what did Eric smoke, do you know?
0: I uh, smoked those spirits, the spirit crap.
1: Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Yesterday you said that uh, you guys were smoking cigars the night that you last saw
5: hmm
1: So, um, can you give me a brand on that? Um, if you, you pay attention to any.
0: He he tells you the brand and it matches up. I don't remember okay. if talking about. Yeah,
1: I never one the problem. <laughs> Didn't write that I one down.
0: Yeah, I don't think we specified. I just said those cigars because I don't know any cigar brands. But yeah, he, okay. he says the brand and it matches up. So, um, Joe, do you got a girlfriend? Uh, I I don't know. I you know I I spend the long nights in in the in the in the shop, so it's kind of hard for me to keep a relationship down. If you know what I mean.
1: Gotcha. Oh yeah, do we're you, detectives. Uh, we know all about
3: that. <laughs> do you uh do you have anybody that might be around eighteen, five six, long brown hair, bangs, that you would know of, smokes marbles
1: Hmm. Oh, um, is it you? <laughs> oh sorry, you're about six foot, right? You said
0: yeah, he's he's about six foot uh short brown hair. Um he's also a base. Nah, so it'll be
1: him <laughs> in a wig, you know what I mean? <laughs> Put he a says, wig and some makeup on a pig and look good. Sometimes
0: <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, he kind of ponders for a minute and then he kind of thinks about it. He says, "You know, no, I, I, I can't really think of anybody um, off the top of my head that, that matches up with." All right. Well, if uh, if anything comes to mind, let us know. Okay.
1: So, uh, oh, you, you, you said you. When when was the last time you were in Eric's apartment?
0: Um,
1: just to cross cross reference something uh, that you told me yesterday, I swear. You
0: know, uh, probably about. Two weeks ago, if I had to guess, I don't, I don't really remember. Okay, long you long.
1: said a week ago, yesterday, but
0: uh, you know, it's kind of these days kind of blend together when you were kind of mechanic. Do shop. you uh,
1: do you remember like uh, like some sticky in the kitchen? Like Eric had spilled maybe some juice. Mm,
0: no, I mean it, Eric wasn't like a super clean person, but you know he wasn't like he wouldn't leave a mess like that around. Mm, okay. Stay in um, town. okay, yeah. okay officers. If you, if you Again, if you need me, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm trying my best to help you guys out. Oh, no, out. we
1: know and we appreciate it, Joe, but uh, stay in town.
0: <laughs> he, he nods in an understanding and uh, he walks out. We need to talk to this other guy. See Dennis later. Carr.
5: Oh, boy.
2: So that would be uh, Pearl Franklin and his neighbor. Yeah, we got we got
3: three out of four so far.
2: That
1: uh... can we go for the four? The three out of four or four. Can we go for the hat trick?
0: You got uh, Dennis Carr okay. and, and Daryl Lowe. Daryl Lowe has a. Child somewhat, yeah, has yeah, yeah, yeah. We're,
1: child gonna, we're gonna go for uh, Dennis Carr. I
0: think right. You go for Dennis. Yeah. First. Okay. So let's you, see if this this uh, hypothesis. Right. We got
1: two witnesses for Dennis Carr, right?
0: You have one witness for Dennis Carr. You have um, another witness that was spotted stalking around Daryl Lowe's house.
1: Okay. I thought we had uh, somebody saw Dennis leaving a bar. A passerby, I thought. Maybe I was wrong.
0: Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Uh, his family. His oh, family okay. reported that the last time they talked to him, he was headed out to a bar to meet up with some friends.
3: Okay. All right. Let's talk to his family.
0: Let's get okay. this done. He. You go and kind of hang out, the, go to talk to his family, and it is his parents. It's like not. He, they tell you that he. Um, they don't really have any insight. You know, they. Um, about. Last time they saw him and kind of talked to him was about a week ago, or about a week and a half ago. Um, and they said that he was he stopped by to say hello and have dinner with them, and that he was headed out to um, to a bar to meet up with a friend.
1: Do you, uh, you know this friend's name?
0: They say no. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, my son uh, got a lot of friends. A lot of young they, friends?
1: Uh, they go- they're good friends?
0: You know, I, uh,
1: Would you know. say they're good people, these friends? You know, you know what I'm saying,
0: like... Uh, I, I don't I don't really see any of his friends that much. Uh, he, he they just kind of come and go. Um, you know he uh, doesn't really tell me much. He just always tells me he's going out with friends.
5: Okay.
1: You have a uh, you have other children or
0: nope, only only son,
1: only Dennis. Okay.
2: Did Dennis ever uh, talk about dating or bringing anybody around?
0: Uh, you know. My son, Dennis, wasn't, uh, wasn't much of a dater. He, uh, yeah, it, it breaks his mama's heart, but he was, uh, came out as gay to us and, uh, said he's having a hard time finding, uh, a partner, and we, uh, took a little while to accept that, and, uh, you know, man, this horrible tragedy happens now, and, uh, I don't
3: want to pry too much, but uh, what kind of age group would he
0: uh, generally stick around in? Didn't uh, did didn't really get to meet any of his partners, so uh,
1: okay okay. I mean, I, you know, granted, I don't think. Wow, my accent again. Give me, give me. Someone else can ask a question while I do this off mic. <laughs> uh, when-
0: Where did Dennis live? Uh, he lives uh, on Miami Beach. He, and they live uh, inland.
2: What kind of person was Dennis?
0: He was uh, a very uh, to himself kind of guy. He didn't really like to flaunt any, anything about him. He liked to keep everything really personal um but yeah that's that's about it
1: so what would you what did your uh what did your son do for a living
0: uh my son was kind of kind of bounced around a lot between jobs jobs worked at some restaurants he he did um the last the last place he worked was at a uh a sub shop in uh, miami beach if you he did uh have a good friend there named jeff if you like to go talk to him i think he would be a good. Uh, uh, character witness for him.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Was Dennis a smoker?
0: No. Alright. Well,
3: uh... If we have any more questions, I think we'll, uh... hit you back up, but, uh, we'll have to talk to some uh, of his friends. Uh,
1: I got one last one for you, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um... Is there any? Do you know any place your son liked to hang out other than like the sub shop or uh, maybe a bar, maybe uh, the mall, anything like that?
0: Uh, you know, my son always going to the mall. Always liked to shop. You know, he kind of hung around a lot of those places. Uh, but other than that, no, I I I, I can't think of nowhere.
4: Do you uh, you know what stores he went to at the mall or anything like that?
0: Uh, no, he he liked to. Uh... He, he liked the, uh, uh, he just liked to shop for clothes. He liked to wear very, uh, nice clothes. Um, learned that, no, he wasn't, wasn't much of a, a possessions kind of man.
2: Were his clothes nice in a way that was almost too nice for his income? Or was it more just, you know, he took care of himself?
0: You know, uh, some points I would say it's probably a little bit too nice for his income, but, you know, at the same time, uh, if, a, if a man likes to dress nice, you know, I say go for it. He, he liked to wear uh, uh, expensive uh, suits and, and just stuff that made him look very important.
1: He uh, wear like, fancy watches, things like that?
0: Uh, no, he wasn't much of a watchman.
1: Okay, okay. Alright, well that's all the questions I've got for you. I don't know about my uh, my partners here, but...
2: I guess I just, um... And I, I don't know how much he would know, um, but has Dennis ever had problems with drugs or alcohol or anything? You
0: know, uh... Not, I know he, he does enjoy a drink a time or two, but you know what man doesn't enjoy a drink a time or two? Uh... As far as drugs go, I didn't like to pry. Uh, not something we really would ever talk about. I, I can't personally say yes or no.
2: Can't pass up on a cold one with the boys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can say
5: that.
3: Alright, well, if we have any more further questions for you, we'll let you know. Appreciate you, you coming detectives.
0: in. Yeah, I, I hope you guys can, uh, really found whoever did this is horrible horrible crime.
1: Yeah, so what do we want we'll to you know keep an eye on the papers I hope we'll have some results for you.
0: Okay, you guys head out and you have two tips or you have three tips to go off of now. You can either go talk to talk to Max Bishop, the guy in uh in Daryl Lowe's uh around Daryl Lowe's house. You can go talk to Jeff uh, Carr's friend at the sub shop or you can go visit Pearl Franklin uh, Dennis Carr's neighbor
2: what do you guys wanna who do you wanna follow up with next
1: uh, it's up to you guys What you guys go with this one
2: now uh, why don't we hit up Jeff with the sub shop just to try to do yeah, as sure much with Carr yeah
0: Okay, you guys go ahead and head down to the sub shop that uh, Des Carver's at, and you as you walk in uh, behind the the counter, you see a six foot one sandy blonde haired man. Um, seems kind of nervous when he sees you, but uh, this bitch better not run. No, he he doesn't run. He just kind of kind of stands still, and you walk up to him and. uh, he has a um a kind of like a Wisconsin y accent. Goddamn cheeseheads.
2: So he's Midwestern.
0: Yeah, he's Midwestern.
3: Bet you he's a Green
2: Bay fan too, that motherfucker. Uh
0: this man probably isn't into sports. Alright.
1: You never know.
3: <laughs> How you doing, son? Uh you need to talk to uh, someone about Dennis Carr. You, Jeff. So,
0: I said, yeah, I said, I'm Jeff. My name is Jeff Dahmer.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> good to uh, meet you, Jeff.
0: Uh, that uh, name yeah. sounds familiar. Oh, uh, that's 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 very interesting. I, uh, um, I, I I don't know where you'd hear it. I'm not from around here.
2: Yeah, what's that accent? Where are you from?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm, um, originally uh, born in Ohio, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I got some family in Wisconsin. You nervous? No, no. Uh, what, what, what can I, uh, can I help you with?
3: Yeah. Talk to you about Dennis Carr. He worked here and, uh, or came around here and, uh, you know, if you know anything about him, anything about, uh, yeah. his person or. People he hung out
0: with? Uh, you know, um, me and Dennis were just, uh, we were just kind of work friends. Um, you know, we didn't really, uh, uh, talk too much outside of work. We, uh, we, maybe we'll go get a drink a time or two, but other than that, that's pretty much all I got. He, he seemed like a, a, an okay man, but. Well, why why are you guys asking about uh, Dennis Carr?
1: No, oh, about... no reason, Jeff. No
0: reason at all, Jeff. Uh,
3: do you Just a
1: uh, routine? Do
3: you, yeah. Do you um, do you know if he had any uh, lovers come by and hang out with him over at the sub
0: shop? Uh, no, that uh, he was uh kind of seemed like a uh, uh, uh um. A quiet, reserved man. Um, He didn't really like to uh, talk about uh, having friends. Said he didn't really have too many friends. Do
1: you have a lot of friends, Jeff?
0: Oh, no. You know, I just just got back from the Army. Uh, I just figured, screw it. I'm going to Miami. And uh, here I am. I'd say people describe me as not much of a people person.
3: So i describe you
0: as a purple people eater. He's kind of looks at you a little confused. It's
1: just a song, Jeff. You know, it's just... It was real popular a few years ago, but uh, I think we are over it now. Yeah. So, uh, did you ever see... Uh, I know you said you didn't really see him with anybody else, but, uh... You know... His parents seem to think you, uh... You were close enough friends with uh, Dennis that uh, you might know something about him there.
0: Um, He kind of stops and stares at both of you and says, you know, me and uh, Dennis, we uh, were uh, um, intimate? Close uh, close work friends is how I describe it.
5: Oh.
2: Did you have any sort of intimate relationship with him?
0: He kind of gets a little uh panicked when you say that and he says uh, uh, Jeff we ain't
1: judging. I mean it's nineteen eighty one Miami.
0: <laughs> people are says, putting uh, things in any hole they can find. Um he says, people are
1: uh, blowing cocaine up each other's assholes on the beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says, uh you know, um there there was a time or two where we kinda went out and uh maybe we had one too many to drink and uh you know, drinking all that rum. Um you know, we uh, might have went home together and just kind of hung out there, just, uh, Listen to some
1: music, and uh, you know, just hang out with the boys.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds about right. How old are you, so, Jeff? Uh, did... oh, uh, good I'm, question. I'm I'm
1: 23. Okay. So, uh, you know, did, you and Dennis, obviously, you had
0: the uh, you knew you each other.
1: Um, did he ever mention what kind of uh, what kind of guys he was into?
0: You know, um, he, he would mention that he liked, uh, um, he wouldn't mention directly to me what kind of boys he, or guys he would like. Oh, well, boys. Um, you got, you got to
1: you slept up there, Jeff. You got to tell us about that. No, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, uh, he would say that he, uh, um, anytime a, uh, younger, uh, man or, um, some might say child walked in. He would kind of give me a bit of a side-eye, like that meant something. And then uh, uh, when they left, he might make a bit of a, a comment in, in, in uh, the appearance of of one young boy. <clears throat> Sorry, for some reason I got German there.
1: One in particular, or just, uh, you know, in general, if they uh, came in and stuff oh, like you,
0: that? Oh, you know, just in general.
1: Okay.
5: Uh,
0: um, where is
3: where. Jeff, can you remind me of the address of this sub shop? Where are
0: we at? Oh, you're in Miami Beach. See, uh. Do
3: you get a lot of return customers coming through here?
0: Oh, yeah. You know, we got our regulars. Uh,
3: how about, uh. How about, uh, Eric Fuller or, uh, or Tommy Ballard? You ever. -hmm. Anybody coming through here? Maybe know I'm good enough to know their name.
0: You know we we get our says we get our regulars, but you know we're not really on a name basis. Okay, okay, understandable. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you uh you know do you know anywhere else that uh, Dennis like to uh, hang out?
0: You know he like to go to the mall.
1: Oh, did he now? Okay, mm-hmm. good to know.
0: You tell
2: me he likes to going to the mall. Did you ever go with him? No.
1: Interesting. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks.
2: Um, Jeff, uh, maybe we touched on it, but what was your opinion on, um, uh, I guess Dennis's taste for younger, younger boys?
0: He says, uh, you know, I'm I'm not much of a <clears throat> a fan. I suppose, you could say. Uh, that seems a bit inappropriate to me.
5: Okay. Huh. I don't
3: have any further questions. I suppose.
1: Yeah, I don't think I do either. You know, we got some. Uh, we got some solid leads. Thank you, Jeff.
0: He says, uh, "You know, you know where to find me." I think kind I of looked okay. away.
1: I'll keep it in mind.
0: Do you guys leave? Oh. Well,
3: do you want to talk to anybody else? I
0: didn't hear what you said. You guys want to talk to anybody uh, else? I,
1: uh, you know, I don't think. I don't know if we need to talk to Pearl anymore. We got some pretty solid leads.
0: You got, yeah, you got Pearl Franklin, who would like to make a report. She lives across the street from Dennis Carr. Um, and you have Max Bishop, who is t- connected to Daryl Lowe's.
5: Yeah.
1: Well? You guys want to, uh follow up on these next time maybe
0: yeah i think that would be a good place to kind of stop it yeah um, we're it's probably good. gonna make this a two-parter i feel uh, like it will be a absolutely two-parter. at least <laughs> i will say you guys are going deep into details that i did not expect
1: <laughs> joey we played D D together in high school
0: how did you not expect this I, I know that's that is true i don't i did not uh you guys are better than detectives than I expected. I'll tell you that.
1: You should see my notes.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So if uh, we'll go ahead and stop it there this week. If you guys would like anybody listening at home who would like to email us about uh, stuff that they you think these detectives missed um, or where you think that the uh, the investigation is going. Um, don't be afraid to email into either uh, the nightmare notes at gmail.com or what is Rewind, your guys? Rewind and Reload Podcast at gmail.com Yeah, email either one of those and uh, we'll go ahead and kind of read them out loud at the end if we do get any on the rare chains
2: Right on Cool.
0: Alright, uh, do you guys want to do a quick plug before we sign off?
3: Yeah, that's fine I don't know
2: carl do you want to go first at lunar carl instagram boom
3: All right. at john Mergenthaler, instagram timothy
1: i don't do social media plugs but if you want to listen to me on the gaming podcast you can find that at uh the backdash on pretty much any podcast streaming platform at this point so <sighs>
4: When? Uh At Applebee's is okay on Twitter.
0: And you can follow me at um, Furtick7 on Instagram. And you guys should uh, tune in next week for hopefully what will be the conclusion of this riveting murder mystery. God, I hope so. I hope <laughs> we're to something. Jesus.
2: Take a lot more cocaine.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys are doing pretty good. So. Alright, uh, good night everybody.